0: This is the Gopher Puck Live podcast, episode 25, recorded Wednesday, November 7th, 2012. Welcome to this week's GPL podcast. Along with Hammy and Vigo, I am your host, Jupiter. Jupiter. Been quite a while since we've done a podcast. You can pretty much blame that all on me. I've been a little sick one week, a little vacation, and getting older the next week, but uh, that's behind us now. So let's kick off this 25th podcast with a little headline news. Well, today, Wisconsin's Bill Butters, assistant coach, just decided to uh, quit, move on, whatever. Apparently, he wants to pursue other passions in his life hammy do you have any idea what's going on with billy butters over there
1: well i mean it's not really shocking i mean he he's a guy he's a very religious man he's everybody has known that for a long time he's been involved in uh, different ministries Okay, Um, and and i think that that's a big part of Apparently, the big part of the reason why he's moving on, I think, is that he just feels that passion for that, which is, you know, I'm not here to judge anybody, whatever people want to do with their religious beliefs and all that, you know, more power to you. I, I never felt, and I've said this for a long time, I never felt that Butters was the greatest fit for Wisconsin, or really, I don't even know if he was the greatest fit and in, 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 as an assistant coach any longer, not because he can't coach, but more because of this kind of a situation how well does he connect with the players I mean you know let's face it most players nowadays are not you know they're not reading their bible when they're going home from classes and things of that nature not that none of them do but nonetheless I'm just saying like you know you have to have coaches that really connect well with players and I'm not saying that he didn't necessarily but I just think that there is a fit factor that you wonder about and I've always questioned that fit there so I you know, it's not – I'm surprised, of course, he's doing it, you know, once the season has begun. But I'm not surprised that he would leave Wisconsin to pursue something like this.
0: See, that's the whole thing, though. It's it's a month into the season, and it just looks a little strange, you know. Uh, I'm just going to go with, you know, he hates Eves or he hates the color red. He couldn't wear it anymore. Uh, let's get all the Badger fans pissed off. Let's just do that instead. <laughs> Well you're a well, week the, early you're a week early for that. I know, but didn't, no sense not reveling it and get it going now. Vigo, do you got any thoughts on this? Don't you or think just, it's don't you think it's a little strange though? I mean, you know you know, he wants to change his life or not. I mean, you would think he would have done this this summer, not a month into the season. Yeah, the, the one
2: thing about Wisconsin, Mike Eves, is I know it took him a long time to hire an assistant coach, and it was a long process trying to figure out who he was going to have on his staff. And obviously, they didn't find the right fit and they didn't connect. But it's just it it's a big question mark for that program to see that happen.
0: Yeah. Well, who knows? You know, he'll have to find somebody else. I'm not sure what what, what he's going to do in the meantime. I mean, he's just kind of. I take, did Butters coach the defense, or was he just more of a general coach? No, he was a
1: defensive coach there, just like he was at the U. And, you know, I think that probably the best route that Wisconsin would probably take would be to get an interim guy in there just for the rest of the season because you're not going to find anybody, more than likely, you're not going to find anybody that's, you know, a high-profile guy to step into that role in the middle of a season. So you're probably better off finding somebody to step into that Situation on a temporary basis, and I'm guessing then go look for a full-fledged replacement after the season's over. That'd be my guess.
0: I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. It's definitely just a, a strange little thing that happened today. So, But on the Golden Gopher front, you know, it's been a while since we've talked. And, uh, you know, last time we had a podcast, you know, the Gophers just swept away Michigan State. We're talking, oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> And they struggle quite a bit, couldn't score against Kinesis hardly split with tech, split with Minnesota State Vigo. You probably saw these games. What's going on? I thought our Gophers were gonna be pretty good this year and they're showing quite a few vulnerabilities. Well, I think what
2: happened in, in the games that they lost, they came out in the first 10 or 15 minutes not ready to play. They were trying to make pretty plays to get out of the zone. They weren't being careful with the puck. And the WCHA is a good conference. If you make silly mistakes at your own blue line or at the offensive blue line against good teams, they're going to capitalize, even against the under-18 team. You know, they come out, they make a couple silly turnovers, Those guys have the skill and talent to capitalize on those opportunities. And I think that's what happened. And you get a team that gets a lead and you're playing from behind, it's tough to catch up. You know, with all the talent they have, you dig yourself holes like that night in, night out, you're going to have a tough time winning games.
0: Well, I must say, Hammy, that uh, we thought the defense was going to be very strong. And uh, I want to say, in that Michigan Tech series, They were very suspect – suspect, I should say, in that first game. Uh, There was lots of turnovers at the offensive blue line. Odd man rushes. It just looked ugly. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, I mean, I think, you know, the the big thing for me is there's a couple of young guys on the blue line that are making some big errors. I mean, I I watched this last weekend and Shea, you know, he had a rough time. Uh, you've seen Riley have some rough moments. So, you know, I don't like to pick on the freshmen, but, I mean, honestly, that those guys have turned the puck over more than you would hope to see. Um, I, I, I To piggyback on what was said earlier, I mean, I think when I look at the problems so far, what I've seen this year, in my opinion, is that I, I don't think that they're just – I don't see the energy level. I don't see the readiness when we first start the game. Because when I think back to last year – we, I mean, our first periods were generally pretty good. I mean, we start off games very well, especially early on in the year. And it just felt like, um, you know, the guys were ready to play, like they had something to prove. And I don't feel that thus far this year. I don't, I feel like the guys are coming out sluggish. And I mean, you look at this last weekend, and basically, other than the third period on Friday, they were playing catch up the whole weekend. It was either we were behind or we we're tied pretty much the entire weekend up until you know, except for that third you know halfway through the third period on on Friday. And you're not going to win games that way, and, and you can't really expect. I mean, I don't care who you play if you're playing from behind or you're always like kind of in that mentality of catch up mode. It just you're going to have problems. So I just think that that is a big part of it, and certainly uh, I think that the defensive part of things. I mean, the talent is there, but I think like the chemistry and some of the pairings, you know, is a question mark yet. I think they're kind of working that out. So there's just something, I mean, everything is fixable. And I, and if you look at, you know, I'm not worried about things because you look at last, you know, over history. I mean, look at last year's BC team. They didn't play great in the first half. You see North Dakota over the years, they didn't play great in the first half. I mean, it's not like it's some, you know, deal breaker. If you don't play, In fact, a lot of times I feel a little bit more nervous if we're playing too well early because then I start to think, well, we're never going to keep this up for four or five months. So you kind of want that, you know, balance between you're doing well enough where you're, you know, you're winning, but you don't want to feel like you're doing so well that you don't have any room for improvement. So it's kind of a mixed bag in that sense.
0: So what happened with Mankato, Vigo? I uh – I completely missed Friday game. I was not in the country. <laughs> I was—I just—I was turning 40 that night, and I was having fun in Mexico. S- Saturday night, I found a little hole-in-the-wall bar that I got them to turn the game on. So I saw the very end of this first period, all the way into the third. So I've got some opinions on that. But what was going on Friday night? Was it a three-two win? They're all power play goals. What happened Friday night?
2: Well, I think the the big problem is it was a physical game. there wasn't a lot of space. Mankato made it really hard on Minnesota to play an easy game and and they frankly struggled with that. They were careless with the puck early, and I think that hurt them and you know Hastings has got his team ready to play they weren't they weren't giving up shifts you know every shift was a challenge, and you know the gophers were getting their opportunities. Mankato is getting their opportunities um you know, you're looking for a, a number one goalie to step forward. Maybe that didn't happen over the weekend. So so we'll see. The power play I did I did think looked pretty decent. You know, they they got some goals in the power play. They okay. moved the puck well. They gained the zone well. I think the power play isn't going to be a big concern. The big concern is turning the puck over. And like Hammy was saying, you know, you got some young guys out there, and they're not making the smart play with the puck.
0: Well, you know, I don't they're, always they're think it's the, the young puck. guys. You know, I, you know, I didn't hear the sound, but I, you know, I watched Saturday's game against uh, Minnesota state and I, quite frankly, I thought alt looked awful. I saw well, him turning over the puck. He was, he, he was very indecisive fumbling it. I, that's what I noticed, you know, maybe it was the beer talking too, but uh, I wouldn't all say it's just the young guys.
1: Well, no, I'm not trying to pin all that it. I mean, everybody's got to play better. I mean, I think even if you want to look at it from a team perspective, I think that from a team defense standpoint, I feel like everybody's got to pitch in and do a little more. And I felt like uh, last year that was one of the things that really was apparent early on was that it was a team defense situation. And um, I look, you know, the, I know you missed the Friday game, but, you know, the Friday, quite frankly, I thought the, the first two goals were pretty much on Shea. And I thought that, um, okay. you know, when I – Looked at you know i I just watched some of the highlights just a little bit ago before we started up the podcast, and you know when I think about the winning goal, I mean that to me is a goal that you know you kind of look from a team defense perspective, you know a guy floating in late you know when the puck's deep, and yeah you know, when our fourth line was out there, I, you know i don't know I mean I got questions about some things, and when I see it I'm not saying that we shouldn't roll our lines, but sometimes I wonder if we try to do that a little too much when it's late in the game and and uh you know we're on the road it's a tie game I don't know if I want the fourth line out there especially when you got you know at least one freshman out there and I I don't know I, I but in any case i I do think that yes it's all the defense needs to clean up its act and like I said I think some of it's a chemistry issue um, I, I I'm also feeling I know I in the offseason I talked about wanting uh, the best skaters on the ice and if that meant moving up for fo- uh, defense you know, some of the defensemen up to forward that I'd be all for it. But now I'm starting to think, you know, I don't know if I want that. I'd rather see guys sitting and maybe keeping guys in their regular positions than to be putting guys here or there and, you know, Marshall up here or Hall up here. I, I just kind of feel like let's just focus down on our positions and then uh, figure it out from there.
0: What are your thoughts on that, Ham? Because, I mean, uh, Vigo, because that's the next thought I was going to have is should we keep doing all this forwards uh, or defenseman up at forwards? Uh, is it working? I, I think they're
2: going to need to put Marshall back on defense. I mean, he, okay. he makes good decisions with the puck. You know, he may be outsized in the corners and breaking out and whatnot, but he is one of the more solid, responsible players for the Gophers, I think. So I think, you yeah. know, with Marshall and Schmidt, if you can keep those two guys out on the ice, I think Helgeson is – You know, when he's up against some speed and pressure, you know he'll struggle a little bit if the game's a little bit slower. It's it's an easier game for him. But I think you want Marshall and Schmidt on the ice a lot. Uh, They're they're both confident on the puck. They're both good at escaping trouble. Uh, They they don't make a lot of problems on the ice for you. So I I think you'll see Marshall move back and stay back. And and, you know, if that seventh guy, if it's if it's Hole, if it's uh, Riley, um, you know, they might have to sit a little bit.
1: Well, I'll be honest with you, and everybody knows that I'm not the biggest Hull fan in the world, but I'm ready to see him step in for, you know, Shea or one of the, you know, at least one of the nights on the weekend to have him back there because he is a junior. And one thing I will say about the guy is that he does, he has generally made pretty good plays with the puck over the years as far as breakouts. Now, not that he doesn't ever turn it over, not that he doesn't ever make mistakes. Of course he has, but um, I'm, I'm, I'd rather at this point, you know, this is a season where you kind of feel like, hey, this is a chance to make a run for a championship, you know. And, and uh, there's plenty of time for the, the Shays and the Rileys to grow as, you know, college players, you know. So I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more of the veteran presence back on the blue line if that's what it takes. I'm not at practice. I'm not the coaches, so I don't make those decisions. But, um, you know, I kind of feel like maybe they ought to think about that.
0: Well, it's tough, you know. They got a lot of guys back there, and it's just kind of the way things turned out. You know, don't they have a few more defensemen coming in next year? I mean, uh, it's well, going to be awful that. crowded back there. You better hope what people are going to leave. <laughs> what Helgason well, isn't? What is Helgason the only senior?
1: Yep. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know who's going to uh, potentially leave, and I mean, we don't know all that stuff, so it's kind of speculation.
0: But uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. But are you guys concerned, I mean, about the whole team in general? I mean, not the start we wanted. They're 2-2 two and two in the WCHA. Uh, that's against teams, Minnesota State and Michigan Tech, that are 1-3 and 1-5. Uh, I'm a little concerned. I'm not
1: personally, be- simply because, like I mentioned earlier, that there's been too much, you see too much over the years of teams that end up doing big things that necess- didn't necessarily start off the greatest and and I think that if if it was a talent issue I'd be worried if it was some other you know factor that I didn't feel could change you know like like we used to blame John Hill a lot you know
0: well we don't have that blame anymore. <laughs> don't have him to kick around anymore we? Yeah, right. you
1: know what I mean I mean really you know the coaches I believe in the coaches I believe in the players I think that um, I, I do believe that some of it is a little, is psycholog- I think a lot of it, quite frankly, is psychological. I mean, when you're a team that goes, you know, comes into the season and you're one of the favorites, you know, I think that first of all, other teams are going to get jacked up to play you. Number one, and give you their best. But number two, I think it's only natural when it's October, November that you're not, you're thinking, well, you know, these games don't mean as much as the games we're going to play four or five months. From now, of course they mean something. Don't get me wrong, but I just think that that's part of it. I just think that psychologically they need to snap out of it early in the games. So I I don't have a problem if a team gets beat, but I do have a problem if they are just mentally, they don't seem to be into it at that moment. And I, that's what I've seen the last few weeks. I just don't think that they've been mentally right.
0: Well, I'm concerned, but uh, maybe that's
1: just me. Well,
2: it's it's pretty early in the season. There's a, There's a lot of hockey to be played left. Both games are road games. And typically in the WCHA, if you can – Do really well at home and split your road series. You're going to be in okay shape at the end of the year.
0: So what about the rest of WCHA so far? You know, we've got Denver and St. Cloud State up at the top, you know, three and one. And St. Cloud's looking pretty darn good. Uh, Nebraska and CC right behind them, Minnesota. And then we've got Bemidji, North Dakota, Wisconsin faltering quick. And then, you know, obviously Duluth and Anchorage have not played too much. But uh, what are you guys' initial thoughts after the first few weeks?
1: Well, I mean, I think uh, for me, I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised that uh, St. Cloud is if I kind of had them higher up than I think a lot of people might have had them. Um, it'll be interesting to see um, how they weather some of these injuries that they have. Like, I think um, uh, Hanowski might be out for a little while now. I, th- I think that in, uh, Moscow's radio show or whatever he had mentioned that uh, he might be out at least till Christmas Um, and you you never know with uh, concussions i mean those things can be you know all over the map as far as recovery time it really just depends on the individual so you know that's of course would be a huge loss to them if it's you know that length
0: or even further down the line concussions Um, are not good i mean obviously anchorage just lost a player today or the last few days yeah so i mean that that, that's serious business
1: uh, yeah it's certainly you know something that they'll have to you know, weather and, and, uh, you know, Denver, I, I think most people had them in the top, you know, three, four teams and they're, you expect them to be good defensively, uh, maybe not quite as, uh, potent offensively because of some of the losses they had. But, uh, you know, I think I'm a little surprised that Colorado college went in and, uh, you know, got that sweep, um, from, uh, Wisconsin, you know, granted Wisconsin's not been playing great, but nonetheless, you know, you expect them to at least grab one of them at home. So that to me was a little surprising. And, um, Maybe that's part of the reason why you see a situation like Butters happen. You know, he realizes that maybe he just doesn't have it in him right now. Yeah, I think uh, the league is
2: proving to be really good top to bottom. I mean, every night's a battle for every team. I think we look at the the conference and we, I think we kind of said at the start of the year, you know, it looked like North Dakota and Minnesota were going to be 1-2 and then everybody else you could throw into a hat and they could come out three, four, five in the league. And I think you're seeing that. I, I think people are probably a little surprised to see Nebraska Oman CC, you know, with home ice right now, you know, it's real early in the season, but they've looked good on the ice. So maybe it's going to be a trend.
1: Yeah. I just think that you have to, I mean, we're only, you know, a couple of weeks basically into the WCHAC. So that's hard to really yeah. put too much into anything. I mean, it, it, but you know, as far as how teams are starting off, I mean, um, you know, certainly, what's the old saying? You're not going to win the league in, in October, but you can certainly lose it. You know what I mean? If you screw up badly. So, um, as long as you kind of you're staying in the mix early on, I think that's what's important.
0: I would agree with that. Well, let's look at this weekend's and the WCHA games. You know, we got uh, not quite a full slate of games, but uh, not too bad. We got uh, Denver heading down to Mankato or out to Mankato I should say and obviously Mankato coming off with a split with Minnesota is uh, probably got some uh reason to play well right now I mean they got some confidence going what do you think Viggs yeah
2: I I would I would think I'd see a split coming out of this weekend for that series um uh, Denver's goaltending always really good uh, I'd I don't see anything other than that coming out. The the series I'm most excited this weekend to see how it shakes out at North Dakota St.
0: Cloud State. Yeah, and that was and the next with, one here. Uh, yeah.
1: No, I mean I I would agree. I mean I I you know I see that split with uh, Denver and uh, Mankate. I mean you know I mean I'm not necessarily sold on Mankate. I mean they you know they split with us. Tip your hat to them on you know the Saturday game, and they did play pretty tough all weekend, but. You know they did get pasted pretty good by St. Cloud the week before. It's not like the Gophers are playing, you know, hitting on all cylinders right now. So it's not like we're necessarily the greatest measure in the world. So it it won't shock me if Denver goes in there and does take two. But um, I agree. I think the most interesting series will be the one between St. Cloud and North Dakota because uh, you know that North Dakota surprisingly only got three points. I thought you know that Saturday game um they actually tied with uh anchorage i mean that was kind of a surprise so it'll be interesting to see how that series shakes out
0: well it's too bad you know that st cloud has the injuries because i think it without those injuries i i think they're looking pretty good and i think they they're going to give north dakota all they can handle
1: well i don't disagree i mean i think you know They've, even in the years where North Dakota was clearly better, uh, they've always played North Dakota relatively tough. And uh, I would say that this series to me has split written all over it. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, North Dakota's relying on relatively inexperienced goaltending. And, uh, um, you know, that's always something that's you have to worry about when you're on the road, especially early in the year. So I think that's going to play a role. And I'm sure that St. Cloud's, fans, although they haven't had quite the support, apparently, that they used to, but uh, I'm sure that they'll be pretty amped up for that series against North Dakota. Biggs?
2: Yeah, I think uh, the fans will probably be having an extra hairy buffalo or two before the <laughs> game, and and they'll get their uh, lights turned down, and it'll be, you know, a fun street uh, brawl. Welcome to the jungle. Street, street brawl. Yeah, it'll be a nice brawl in the concrete center. So I, it'll just be fun to see how that goes because – St. Cloud, they can be tough there, and if they can get rolling and get on the power play a little bit, um, I I think they'll be able to get some points out of that series, maybe four. Uh, I would always like to see that,
0: but uh, it's early. It's early in the year. Well, it's a good series, anyway. Uh, anything else that interests you guys? You know, Bemidji at, Saint, uh, at CC, UMD heading to UNO, which I think could be interesting. UMD had a little shaky start against the – the Badgers, uh, any thoughts on those two series?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it'll be interesting. To, you know, I've been interested in seeing how uh, Duluth is going to handle, like, the, you know, the departures that they had after the season. And, uh, you know, they've been kind of, you know, I haven't seen, of course, the games necessarily, but, you know, they've been very kind of uh, up and down. You know, one night they might look real good. The next, you know, they're looking iffy. And um, I, I suppose that's – you. Kind of what you're expecting to see for a team that's replacing so many key cogs to their lineup. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Uh, Nebraska is, I don't know, maybe surprised me a little bit, but uh, like it, you know, we talked about it, it's pretty early yet, so it's hard to gain any uh, real tremendous insight on their team.
2: I'll be interested to see if Duluth can can start to get things going. You know, they've got so many new guys in the lineup. Um, Farley's been one of their big scores so far. You know, he's just a freshman, and I know they've been kind of messing around with their top six here and there. So, you know, it's a big test for them because I I think UNO is going to be a home ice team this year. Um, They've got more draft picks than they've ever had there. Um, I think they're going to be a dark horse this year out of the WCHA.
0: And then they'll lose to Bemidji again, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Boy, but Midget's had their number in the WCHA playoffs. Maybe they'll make it to the very last Final Five. Who knows? All right, then. Well, let's move right on to the big series for the Gophers. Heading up to Alaska. 10 o'clock games this weekend. Uh, Looks like the Gophers lead the all-time series 54-19-7, which is obviously pretty good. But uh, it's a long flight. They're leaving later this time than they usually are. Uh... It's always a tough series up in Anchorage. Uh, what do you think, Viggs?
2: I think it is scary going to Anchorage. I mean, it, the travel can be complicated. I know they've got a different flight plan this year, but at the same point, Anchorage's got a tie with North Dakota, so it's hard to get overconfident going into a series like that because if they come out on Friday night like they have been coming out and Anchorage gets a goal or two, they're going to be in for a tough weekend. So – you you hope that their lineup gets straightened out a little bit. They, they lean on their upperclassmen here. They get their defensive pair sorted out. Hopefully Lucia rides his top players a little bit more, maybe, you know, starts to tighten the reins a little bit and tighten the ice time a little bit. Uh, He might have to, it is early in the year, and you can't just go dropping points like that on the road.
0: Hammy, how important is this series? I mean, like, like Vig said, they've been starting out slow. Lucia's got to get them going a little earlier in these games. And obviously it's always tough up in Anchorage.
1: Yeah. You never know. I mean, even the best go for teams, you never know what you're going to get when you go up there. I mean, it's just because of all the different factors, it's the one road trip that's so different than any of the, mm-hmm. the other ones, you know, and it's just, so you just never know what you're going to get. But, uh, it seems like, me, you know, we'll
0: go up there with great teams and, you know, we'll wipe them out six to one, one night, the next night, it's a two, two tie. It's it is so unpredictable. And, uh, you know, North Dakota has the same problems up in Anchorage.
1: Yeah. I, I You know, so it's – even in the best of times, it's, it's kind of a tough one to predict. Now, I, for me more than anything else, the thing I'm looking most forward to is, okay, how do they start? You know, what okay. do they do in that first period? You know, do they get off – you know, like was mentioned, you know, the first period on Friday. You know, how are they looking? You know, I, I don't want to see this – and it's not easy to generate, you know s- – a great you know a lot of energy on the road at a place where the crowd (laughs) frankly sucks you know yeah
0: oh i got the cowbells that's about it
1: yeah it's not like you're going to you know umd or north dakota or st cloud or wisconsin where you know they're all amped up because the hated gophers are in town and you know you kind of are able to feed off of that energy they're not going to have that to fall back on and so they're gonna have to create it on their own and it's you know they haven't been able to consistently do that this year you know early on and so you kind of like okay you know here's your chance to uh kind of take the bull by the horns a little bit on your own and start off well and so are they going to do that I mean that's the key factor I'm not at all really worried about I mean Wilcox has played well I think I haven't seen really any major softies or anything that I've been like oh god you know that was ugly you know his stats are real good um, so I feel confident as far as the goaltending goes. I feel like um, they should, in my opinion, they should narrow down, you know, what the pairings are going to be on defense and stick with them for a little while and just, you know, if that means sitting, you know, one of the touted freshmen or whatever they feel is necessary, then I think that's the way to go. I just think that they need to settle things down a bit with the lineup. And I know that early in the season, you have, you might want to tend to experiment a little bit, but I think that you know, let's try to get things solidified. I like the fact that they went back to the right, you know the top line from last year, and I'd like to see just a little bit more of that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, maybe once we uh, gain some momentum, then if you want to fiddle around a little bit with a spot here or there, then so be it. But
0: I'm missing the last Friday's game, uh, missing part of the. First period of the second game, I did notice that they put uh, Budish back up there. When did that happen? Was that, a, was that a Saturday night thing or did it happen Friday night? I have no clue. I thought that was Saturday night. Was yeah, it a Saturday night? Thing? Did, did it start that way? or
1: I believe it did, didn't it? Okay. okay.
2: Yeah, they basically flopped Isaacson and... And Budish, because warning was out, so they they flopped Condon around and they, they were kind of shuffling things around, trying to find something that would work. I, I think a little bit was to get Budish going a little bit. He's kind of had a slow start. Um, he's had a tough time finding ways to make an impact in the game. And I think playing with Rao and Bugstad, you know, it's a little bit easier to find the puck.
1: Well, and I think that he fits them better than isaacson does mainly because he eats up space he wins puck battles around the boards and he's a good passer i mean budish is never going to be a sniper guy he's more the setup guy and when you have two goal scorers like you know rao and uh bukestad you know to me that's the right fit and that's nothing against isaacson i think that he's been solid in, in the opportunity but i just think that um budish is a better fit for that that top line
0: so that line's kind of back to normal. Obviously, the other lines are mix and match. Let's get the defense a little more solid. That's pretty much the story of the weekend. Let's just kind of solidify things. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Then, Well, that'd be my main goal. I mean, I, I mean of course, you want to come out of it with two wins. And, I, you know, quite frankly, I don't care if it's a two-to-one win both nights or mm-hmm. if it's, you know, I mean I, – I would like to see better defensive play. Now, granted, you know, it's kind of hard to measure yourself on Anchorage because they're not the greatest offensive team anyways. But, uh, you know, I I want to see better plays with the puck. I don't want to see, you know, I want to see these turnovers and these blind passes that I've seen some of these freshmen make. I, I don't want to see that crap. I just want to see the smart play. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, these guys. I know. I know what you mean. I know it's a, I know it's a step up you know, in competition for these guys, but it's not like you just started playing hockey, you know, six months ago, you know, what's a smart play. You can't get away with that little fiddly crap. You know, when you go up to these higher levels, cause you'll, they'll make you pay for it. And so I think that that's kind of something that these guys are learning. You got to make the smart play. Um, you, you know, once you get your, your feet settled and once you feel more confidence on this level maybe you can try some of that stuff but not when you're first starting off and finding your way on a team just don't do that
2: yeah i think one thing that's nice about this weekend is alaska does have a big sheet so that's gonna obviously help the gophers they looked the best against uh, michigan state when they had all that width on the ice and and space in the neutral zone to basically carry the puck from end to end they weren't having to to chip in the puck or make indirect plays off the boards you know they're able to get real vertical and i I would look for that on the internet feed if the internet connection isn't hammered on friday and saturday watching the game
0: which it will be (laughs) which it will be (laughs) or i'll be hammered i'm thinking about doing that live broadcast again oh boy yeah, I
2: saw that uh, the Gopher Hockey Twitter feed put that out there. But, yep. uh, you know, I think they'll be able to get more vertical in the game, and I think that's going to help this team. It'll make the game a lot uh, simpler uh, for them. And you'll be able well, to Well, Mankato has
0: Olympic ice, and Mankato took it to him
2: Well, I, I think that was a, a more physical game and just a little okay. bit more pressure. I, I don't know. Quite exactly what the problem was there, other than they they didn't come ready to play and turn the puck over. Um, you're seeing a lot of the defensemen when they do get the puck on the blue line, moving towards the middle of the ice, and they're making some sort of automatic decisions when they do that. Okay. So so hopefully they're a little bit smarter when they do that. Um, there's you know they can get in trouble when they fake the shot, take a couple steps in, and then there's nothing there and, and no one's covering. So hopefully you see a little bit more responsibility
0: there. I'm thinking you know, I'm thinking it's a three point weekend for the Gophers. It's just you know, they'll play well one night and something goofy's gonna happen the other. It seems like that's the way that it kinda always happens.
1: Well, you know, the other thing I was noticing is um you know, we talked about maybe shortening the bench a little bit. I, and I mentioned, you know, that that goal on, you know, the go ahead goal on Saturday was against the fourth line. Well when I look at the statistics, Saratori – Riley michaelson all minus two I mean most of the team is in the plus category mm-hmm. these guys are in the minus that's your fourth line you know what I'm saying and so for me it's like okay guys you need you know you're not expecting your fourth line guys to score a lot but you sure as hell don't expect them to be scored on I mean at least not in gopher mm-hmm. hockey you expect yeah. those guys to play smart defensively and at least neutralize the other you know the other team's line whoever they're playing and that's not happening so to me those guys need to step it up What's your prediction, Hammy? Uh, Boy, you know, I will – you know, I think I will go with the the gopher sweep. No, actually, you know what? I'm going to say three points too because I think that there's going to be one of those nights. I'm sure – it just seems like one of those – I'm sure that it, Anchorage is probably going to play one of those styles where it's like pack it in around the goalie, make it hard for pucks to get through, and
0: or, you know or, try to play
1: it tight. Yeah, I mean it's not going to be the most excited, exciting game in the world, more than likely. So, um, I think that one night the Gophers will, you know, get enough, will score some goals, and they'll, they'll have, you know, maybe a two goal, three goal win or something like that. But I think the other night's probably going to be a tight one. Bigs. I'm gonna be the guy that's going with
2: the sweep. I mean, Alaska's been taking a lot of penalties so far this season. Okay. Um, it's not like they're they're tightening the news so tight under uh under their coach and uh Shiak there and I, I think the for score some goals. <clears throat> I think they, their power play is clicking. I think they'll get some opportunities. I think you got guys like Bugstad and, and Boyd and Budish and Haula who are who are driving in the net and making things happen and drawing penalties. And I, I think they get ahead. I, I think Lucia is going to get this team going right away from the start. I think they've kind of learned their lesson the last couple weekends. And I will be surprised if they don't come out to play on Friday.
1: Well, you know, the other thing, Bukestad is supposed to be the leader. He's supposed to be the guy that's driving the bus, and he hasn't looked the part. I mean, he's played all right, but he has not been dominant enough, in my opinion, for a guy who is expected to be very dominant coming back. He hasn't really been quite as dominant as I expected, and so I think he needs to step it up too. But, you know, uh, I I would agree with that,
0: but there are times when it seems like he gets the puck, and they have a hard time getting it off him. I mean, he'll be he'll have a guy or two on him on the boards, and he comes out with it. It doesn't always work out, but there are times where you see this brilliance. Like he's going to come out with that puck, and sure enough, he comes out with the puck. Well, I'm talking more of a productivity. Yeah. Then you know, I'm not saying that he's. Well, you mean they keep doing grab- that same pl- setup plan, the power play, and it's really getting annoying. The, the, I saw it quite a few times last weekend. You know, like, you know, it's up high to Schmidt, down to Bukestad, and the goalie's already there. He's waiting for it. So they need to mix it around a little bit, I think.
1: Well, that maybe you know, I was actually thinking about because you know on um, on Schmidt's goal, uh, you know, this weekend when he scored the power play goal to, uh, I think it was the, I think it was the go ahead goal. I don't remember what goal it was off the top of my head, but um, in any case, he's you know had a nice slapper from the point, and it was like. Bukestad was sitting there waiting for the feed and I was like thinking that's the kind of thing where you feed it to Bukestad and he feeds it right back to you and you take a blast I mean I I think some of the best gopher power plays like I remember seeing this one highlight of the gophers back when they won the title in uh, 2002 with when they were in St. Cloud and it was uh, this highlight reel where it was just like bing 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 slappered it from TAFE and the slot goal and it was just like wow you know and to me that's what they need to start doing a little more of just you know, throwing. I'm not saying they're playing bad in the power play, but I'm just saying, like, if you want to mix it up, they need to start really passing that puck around and not just be sitting there with one guy and trying to set something up. You know, start winging it around pretty good.
0: I'd like to see Condon do a little more. I was really excited about that goal he scored Saturday night. It was, I thought it was a brilliant goal and a brilliant pass by Howla, But I'd like to see him really just kind of break out and keep getting these kind of goals.
1: But he he hasn't played that bad. I mean, he's you know. I he's yeah, I think playing. he's almost there.
0: I I really do. I think he, he. I mean, it's really close for him. I think he's ready to kind of to break out. You know, we saw some signs of that at the end of last season, and and like I said, I I watched that replay. I I didn't know how his goal went in at first. It took you know, I was wild till they showed the replay when he. You know, it went off the goalie, and then it came back to his stick, and he backhands it, and I think it went between the defenseman's legs and between the pipe. It was, I thought it was a wonderful effort goal, and I, I, I hopefully that builds more confidence in him because I think he's he's right there. Well, he's one of my favorite players. I mean, yes.
1: I, I really like because he's a two-way player. He hustles. He skates hard. He's a fast skater. He's got some size to him. I think he's going to make a good pro. I mean, I, I – I really believe that uh, he's one of the best overall players we've gotten. So I'm—he's one of my favorite players. So yeah, I'd like to see more, but I—I'm glad to see that he's doing well, and I think he's going to improve as the year goes on. Well, but-
2: Condon's going to get a good shot this weekend. He, he's probably going to play with Howla again. And you know, if he keeps driving the net like that, Howla's going to get the puck to the nets. You know, he's—he's—he's—I think one of the leading shot guys on the team. So if Condon's driving to the net and is able to get, you know putbacks like that, he's going to be productive.
0: Howla I thought, uh, was great with Condon last weekend. You know, that, like I said, on Condon's goal, it was a great pass. He, he just waited the right amount of time to get it in there, and it was a, it was a great play.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do when Warning gets back, if, you know, they're going to keep Condon with Howell or if they're going to... You know, I've kind of gone back and forth on that. I used to, you know, I was like, well, why fiddle with that, you know, second line they did pretty well last year. But, you know, maybe if Condon makes, you know, makes the use of the opportunity and continues to, uh, you know, put himself on the score sheet, then maybe you do kind of put warning back down on the third line or something.
0: Oh, I'd like to keep those two speedsters together. I mean, uh, Condon's got wonderful speed and Howla definitely has it as well, so... Uh, looks like Goon's giving you guys a hard time about the inexperience of the North Dakota goalies. He says one of them's a uh, Jr. He says that's experience apparently. Saunders. Well, is, it, is that okay. the is that the uh, 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 Alabama guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not experience. Sorry, Goon, here an idiot. <laughs> oh, That'll get him going. <laughs> Oh uh, just having some fun with you goon it's okay you can jump off the ledge now any other thoughts on this weekend guys well I, i'll just say i
2: think the power play is is doing well i i think it's near the top of the league and and power play percentage i think they're getting shots they're gaining the zone that's always a big thing for me when you when you look at a power play if they're able to get good possession of the puck in the zone and they're they're able to break out I think you'll see scoring chances come. So I I I'm not too worried yet about that group. I mean there's five pretty good players on that number one group and I think the number two group is coming together. So that's not my big concern. My big concern is is turnovers going forward and and seeing how Lucia handles the ice time for this group. You know, there's a lot of guys who who want to be on the ice and there's a got of guys who want to play but which guys are going to be the smart players? And those are the guys he's going to have to trust. You know, there's, they're going to have some big games coming up here, and, and they're going to need to know who they can put on the ice in the third period. And if those fourth-line guys aren't going to get the job done, you know, it's going to be a short bench those last ten minutes every night.
1: I would agree. I would agree. Well, and it should be. I mean, like, like I said, if they're going to be, put, you know, if they're getting ice time, you know, fourth-line You don't expect them to get scored on, you know what I mean? To me, at least not for the gopher hockey that we've known over the years, especially under Lucia. You don't expect your fourth line to necessarily score a lot, but you don't expect them to get scored on either. Your job is to play defense and to, you know, at least give the other guys a a shift where they, you know, they don't have to worry about anything. And so I want to see more out of those guys. And if they're not going to do it, then, yeah, you got to shorten the bench. Okay. It, it bothered me when I saw that when, we, when they scored the winning goal on our fourth line that bugged the hell out of me I'm like what the hell do we have those guys out there at that point in the game you know on the road I understand that we always try to roll lines but it's like come on you know mm-hmm. at some point I feel like you gotta shorten the bench a little bit and I think that late in the game on the road in the tie game that's a good time to do it so what, whatever I'm not the coach
2: <laughs> that's why lucia gets the big bucks yes for
1: idiots like me to second guess yep of course it's early
2: though hopefully he's building things up
1: so. <laughs> i was a little surprised he didn't seem to be you know behind the bench he looked i don't know i didn't see that kind of fire that i was kind of hoping for you know they'd show Mankato's score and he'd be back there with kind of like this ho-hum look on his face i'm like i hate that you know, I'm not saying you got to be in the guy's ear as soon as he gets to the bench, but it bugs the hell out of me if I don't see you know some barking going on back there. I kind of like to see a little more fire, and I know Gensel's the fiery type, so uh, he probably was. I just didn't see it on camera, but nonetheless, it bugs me.
0: I I agree with that. I, I have seen Lucia go off on the guys on the bench, and they've responded, but uh, it seems like he's been Mr. Cool. Well, he definitely picks his spots. Yes, yes, I would you know, agree with that.
2: I, I think one wow. of the great Jacques Lemaire quotes is, you know, I yell, I yell, I yell, I yell. It's the same thing every time. Eventually, <laughs> the guy's going to turn around and tell me to shut the you – know, <laughs>
0: yeah. The guys, The guys, yep. Hammy, we uh, we haven't had a podcast in a while, and it looks like the Gophers have gotten a few more uh, commitments in that in that time, haven't they? Yeah, they
1: picked up a couple uh, real good defensive recru- recruits, uh, Jack Glover and Ryan Collins. Both of them are at the the U.S. team, uh, the under seventeen team, right now. Okay. Uh, they played for BSM uh, last year in the title team, so uh, they're they're close. Very good players. Both of them are very good prospects. Glover's probably the better all all around player right now, as far as Uh, two way player. Um, Collins is more of the upside guy. You know, he's got good size. He's six, five, you know, obviously being in that U S program for a couple of years, he'll definitely build up his frame and, and um, you know, he's got a lot of upside. So yeah, two very good uh, commitments for the Gophers. Uh, These guys could have pretty much picked wherever they wanted to go. So um, definitely a big uh, recruiting
0: um, duo to get. So what year would they be coming in Uh, two years out?
1: Yeah, more than likely 2014. uh, I mean, that's, you know, they're both juniors now. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I I would suspect we'll be losing a few guys to the pros early. I mean, we kind of got a full uh, pipeline right now. But, you know, I'm sure we'll lose, you know, an alter, you know, some of these other guys that have, uh, you know, some eligibility that might be remaining by the time these guys graduate. But uh, we'll have to see. But, yeah, more than likely 2014.
0: Any final thoughts, boys? I just wanted to get uh, Hammy's thoughts
2: on the U eighteen game. I know uh, you don't look forward to that game very much, but I I enjoy getting a chance to see all the players on that team. You know, those are some of the best you know young players in the country. I know they're excited to play the big college ranks and get exposed to the college game and meet the college coaches. And I th- I thought it was a good atmosphere for them at least.
1: Yeah, I mean, I you know I think it's great preparation for them. I mean, obviously they are shooting for the end of this, you know, the year for worlds. And, and of course, you know, being able to play older college teams that are very good, you know, is certainly going to be, make them well-prepared for anything. They're going to face for their own age group across the world. So, I mean, I, I have nothing against it from the U S team standpoint. I don't like it from the gopher standpoint, just because I feel like if you win and you do well, it's like, ho-hum, that's what you're supposed to do. If you don't, win or you tie or whatever you know everybody freaks out about it like we saw on gpl and then people start <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like and and i also get concerned about the injury factor and all that it's just like so i, I understand why the u.s team would want it I, I just from a gopher standpoint i'm not a huge fan of it and it's great you know for the the fashings of the world and the, the lateris of the world and you know for them to be able to suit up against their future team and, you know, on the rank that they're going to be playing their college days on. I mean, you know, I'm not saying anything bad from their experiences of it, you know, whatever, although Fashing probably
0: would uh, like to remember it differently than getting knocked out of the game. So, um, <laughs> I believe I saw Fashing at the game, uh, the Canisius game Sunday. I believe he was down at the locker room after the game, you know, doing his little visit thing, so. Could have been. It looked yeah. like him, but, yeah, I, they all look alike. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, well a he's, pretty,
1: yeah, he's a pretty big kid. You know, okay. Blocker, so he's
0: probably hard to miss as far as, you know, recruits go. I, he was, I think, believe he was down there with his parents. I think they were just kind of checking things out.
1: Well, does his dad have a totally shaved head? I believe so. Then that would be him. Well, there you go. Yeah. But I was, I was
2: really impressed with uh, Demko for the under 18 team. I thought he was, he was really good. He looks like a, a heck of a prospect for them. And, um, I thought LaTerry really impressed out there. I think he's improved a lot over the last couple of years, and
1: he he's a good player. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have a lot to look forward to as far as some of these guys, and I think that, um, you know, I, it's a nice, you know, next year's class has got a, a lot of hype to it, and I think that's uh, for good reason, and I th- I'm very much looking forward to seeing how these guys uh Adapt to the college game. Of course, it'll be the Big Ten conference then, but um, so it'll be a little different in that sense. But, you know, it should be very interesting to see how they transition. To a lot of talent. Um, guys like Camarada and Clues are doing real well in USHL right now. They're among the leaders in scoring. And, you know, the Terry is, uh, you know, he started off a little slow, but I think that um, he's starting to heat up now. And I think that uh, there's a lot to look forward to with that class. Gertler, I think he's. If not the leading goal scorer in the USHL, he's at right at the top. So um, that should be a pretty good class for the Goats.
0: So a lot of look, a lot of looked forward to in the future, as uh, people like to say. So it's just keep reloading. That's what we like: reload, reload, reload. It's good strategy. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. I think that does it for this week.
1: Sounds good. Hopefully, we get a sweep, but not the three points I predicted. <laughs>
0: Uh, you can always follow Hammy at uh, HammyHockey on Twitter, and he's always posted on GPL. And Vigo, you're at Evigo on Twitter as well, uh, also writing for us and uh, previews and whatnot. Remember, you can always uh, email us if you want, Podcast PuckLive.com, or if you're listening live like Goon was earlier, and uh, you can just tweet us your questions. Goon's still a little bitter, but uh, that's okay. It's okay, Goon.
1: Yeah. Bitter because they blew a point to Anchorage.
0: <laughs>
1: At home, nonetheless, man. That sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I, th- I think we're going to get Cardinal on when we play the Sioux, you know, come up in January. He really wants to jack up to Sioux fans. And yes, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to really- call them Sioux fans because they are a girl's name. So that'll do it for this week's Go for Puck Live podcast. You know, tune in next week we'll recap the trip to Anchorage and we'll preview Bucky Badger. Until then, thanks for tuning in.